We praise you, Lord. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for such a time as this. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise for such a time as this. Thank you, Father. We worship you. Hallelujah. Mundo sundi brihile brusunda brahindi riblikere se karabrandiza mangrihire brusunda brahire brundus mundi brahile brusundi brikere esta makande brihile grundus mundi brahile kereste brea. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Just begin to think about Jesus. Think about what He did on the cross of Calvary, because we know it's not just about the fanfare of celebration. It's about what he did to provide for us so that we can live a life of love. We can have great marriages. We can have great relationships. We can have healed bodies, live in divine health. We can have everything that pertains to life and godliness. Hallelujah. Let's just think about that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's give one more shout offering to the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Woo! Praise the Lord. Are you excited? Are you excited? Okay, I can hear you too on in the spirit at home there. Amen. Praise the Lord. As we're worshiping this morning, I could just tell that some people just worshiped and praised God into their living rooms. Amen. I could just see that the Spirit of God is just so strong in their living rooms, and I'm just thankful for that, that we are not spectators. It doesn't matter what is going on, that we just give God everything, you know, and God is about giving too. And so that's why during the offering today, we're just going to look a little bit about giving, and of course, it's Easter. Well, how can we not talk about the love of God? And one thing about, about love, one distinct thing about love is that love gives. Love gives. You want to know if you are a lover? Check your giving. And I'm not just talking about money. Money, yes, praise the Lord, but you're giving of your talents, you're giving of your gifts, you're giving of yourself, you're giving of your smile, you're giving of your time. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes it's not easy to give a smile, right? <laughs> but a giver will give a smile even in the times when it's not, you know, there's nothing to smile about. Well, you know, we want to also lighten people's lives on, you know, as well. So we want to smile. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. So one of the things I want to first of all bring to our attention is about the love of God. Um, you can turn your scriptures to John 3.16. It says, the Bible says in John 3.16 that, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says that, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Hallelujah. So God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. Amen. And so God, first of all, showed us the example of what it means to love, because he tells us in his word that he's love. That's who God is. God is Love And one major manifestation of love is giving. And so he did not withhold his son. Wow. I mean, we're not going to go, even go into any of that. But all the parents in the house know what that means. If God did not withhold his son, that's, that's, that's awesome love. And he had a good reason for it. But he did what he needed to do, no matter how hard, how tough. 
he did it. Amen. <laughs> now, the Bible also tells us that Jesus is also a giver. But one of the things about the gift that, that God gave to us in Christ is that Jesus is a gift that keeps on giving. It's a gift that keeps on giving. And let's look at that in um, Romans 8, 31 to 32. The Bible tells us here, it says that, and I'm reading again from the New Living Translation. It says, what shall we say about such wonderful things as this? Hallelujah. Wonderful things as what Easter brings or what resurrection, resurrection Sunday brings of Christ's resurrection. Amen. It says, if God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Big question. And that's the reason why we don't fear as believers. That's the reason why even in this pandemic, we are rejoicing. We're not afraid. We know that God got us covered. That if he would give us Jesus, he would give us that money to pay the bill. He will give us the food we need. He will give us the protection. And he has done all of these things in Christ Jesus, as a matter of fact. That's what the scripture actually means when he says, how will he not with him freely give you all things? And that's what salvation means, that everything that you need is in Christ. And if you can believe that when, if you can believe that when the blood of Jesus was shed on the cross, you got your healing, you got your money, you got your deliverance. You got your protection. If you can believe it, you can live in it. So you don't need to fear no kuro. Right? <laughs> no kuro kuro fear. Hallelujah. And this or any other disease, any circumstance, any situation, because not everybody is, it's not only the coronavirus that is going on right now. Some people are dealing with other kinds of ailments, other kinds of things. And so whatever it is, God has already made provision through Christ. If we can believe if we can receive it, it's ours. And so we see, what did Jesus give? Jesus gave of his righteousness. You can look at um, Hebrews 2, 12, 2, and he also, he did it willingly. He had a choice not to, but he did it willingly. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne. So the Bible says that, the, because of the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. So he had a choice. But he said, you know what? I would, I would do this because of what I see ahead. He didn't have to endure it, but he endured it. Now also look at um, 2 Corinthians 5.21 about how he gave his righteousness. The Bible says that for God made Jesus Christ who never sinned. Again, the New Living Translation here says... For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. And so Christ gave us his righteousness. He didn't sin, but he gave. We sinned. Now he gave his righteousness so that we now are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I think that that is, whew, wow. That's, that's, that's an awesome thing because when you think about the fact that it was our unrighteousness that separated us from God. And then we see that Jesus now gave us his righteousness, which places us in, in, in God's favor forever. As long as we continue to believe, nothing can separate us from that love. God made it in such a way that once we can hold on to what Jesus did, believe what Jesus did, we can no longer be separated from that righteousness. Isn't that awesome? 
Hallelujah. <laughs> and so, and the thing is that I thank God that we are not sinners. We don't sin, right? But if we find ourselves in that place, we don't need the enemy to keep us down. We can grab hold and say, God made Jesus, who knew no sin, to be my righteousness. So I turn around and I take again and I stand up with my head held high and I walk in this righteousness of God. If not for this, do you know how I would have been living? In shame, my head, head hung low. We can't pray to God because how dare we come before the presence of God with sin? But the Bible says because of what Jesus did, we can come boldly into his throne of grace and ask, obtain mercy in our time of need. And I know, I don't know about you, but there are sometimes I've needed the mercy. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I knew better, but I acted the fool. So I was able to go back into the presence of God and I received mercy and I was able to hold my head up high again, not in my own strength, my own righteousness, but in Christ's righteousness. Amen. And so I thank God that as you look through the scriptures, you see this demonstrated through in so many other lives of, of people, even in the old covenant. Look at Abraham. The Bible says that Abraham gave Isaac. Wow, that must have been a challenge to God too. But Abraham gave Isaac. Why? Because of love. Because of love. And the Bible says that faith walks by love. I know we look more at the faith of Abraham, but love was there. He loved God. He loved the things of God. He loved, he loved the, the, the plan, the covenant that God had shown him. He loved it. And so he said, you know what? I'm going to do what I need to do. And he went ahead and thank God that he didn't have to lose his son like God did. But he was willing to give. And that's a major key. Willingness to give. Amen. And one of the things I was thinking about as I was looking at this, I talked, talked about David. David wanted to build God a house. He wanted to build God a temple. But God said, no, you can't do it. Your son will do it. But we see the extent and the depth of his love and the willingness where he said, okay, even though I can't build God a house. Now, some of us may say, even though I may not be in church right now, but I'm giving. I'm making sure that the work continues, right? That's what David did. He said, even though I can't build God a house, I'm going to make all the provision that I need. That is somebody who they don't force to give. And I see that even demonstrated in, even here in Law Foundation. We were having prayer meeting online uh, on Friday. And someone was like, Pastor, don't forget giving. <laughs> After the prayer, you know, and the words, don't forget giving. That's, 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 that's a heart who, who loves, who understands. It's not being forced. It's not being pushed. It's not being prodded to give. Amen? And we're just going to keep growing in it because we want to be like God, more like him in manifestation Amen. because he has made us like him, right? Yeah. Praise the Lord. And, and one of the things that we see about giving is that God just, doesn't just say give. There's always a blessing attached when we give. We, don't, we can't buy God's blessing because while we were yet in sin, he already died for us. But there is something about us living like God, being like God, you know, as who we are, that, that we give. And there's something about God that you can't beat God giving. There's just something about him. He always finds a way. And that's something that we always need to remember about our seed. We think about Colinius in Acts chapter 4. Colinius, the Bible says that this guy was such a giver that because of his giver, God was challenged, right, to say, look, you all need to go preach to this guy because I can't, I can't give enough money, enough houses, and all of those things. He needs one thing more than anything else. He needs salvation. And he's given open the door for him to be saved. We can, we can read that real quick. The Bible says that 
Now, when the angel came to, to Cornelius, the Bible says in Acts chapter 10, 4 to 6, I'm reading the King James Version. And when he looked at him, he was afraid, that's Cornelius, and said, What is it, Lord? And he said to him, Thy prayers and th- thine arms are come up for a memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. He lodged with one of si- is, uh, he lodged with one Simon Etana, whose house is by the seaside. He shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. Amen. And so that's, I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine? He may never have received Christ because we know that it's not everybody at that time that received Christ. But because he gave, God made sure that he did not miss. That's really something to think about. And so I want to, I want to say something uh, about um, the people of Macedonia today, that's where my major focus, because the people of Macedonia were sort of, it's, it's something that we can really see, something that we're going through right now. We have something close in common right now as we look at the people of Macedonia. Now, before we go there, I just want to say that Paul had been loved, had been supported, you know, many times by, you know, the brethren in Philippi, Thessalonica, Berea, all sorts of places, Amen. You can look at that later, 2 Corinthians 11, Philippians 4. But there was something about the Macedonians that we're going to look at. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 8. We're going to look at 2 Corinthians 8. You can go there real quick. In 2 Corinthians 8, we see their heart forgiven. This is the body of Christ now. This is the, this is the church. We are imitators of God. The Bible says in Ephesians 5. It says, Moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the richness of their liberality. Three, for I bear witness that according to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability, they were freely willing, imploring us with much urgency that we would receive the gift and the fellowship of the ministry to the saints. And not only as we had hoped, but the first, this is key now, but the first gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by the will of God. Hallelujah. So look at that. We're just going to go at and see clearly. Are we in a rush? Can we look at this? This is, this is resurrection. And one of the things that, that, you know, many times we're like, oh God, what can I give back to you? The, things that, the thing that we can give back to God the most is us being like him, walking like him. Because when we are like him, we walk like him, we act like him, we are shining. That's the way to shine in this dark world. And the world needs the light of the church right now. So first of all, you find out that they gave when they were in a condition of great trial and affliction. Amen. They were in great trial and affliction. And you can see that when you look around, there's a lot of that going on right now. But these people, obviously, were not looking at that. These people, they trusted. These people understood who God was, who God is. And we, too, understand that. Do we? Do we understand that? (laughs) Praise the Lord. And so for us, it doesn't matter what kind of trials that we are facing, we continue to give. 
And trials come in different ways. It's not just about the fact that maybe you're not getting a pay- paycheck. Amen. It could be anything. But even through that, we've looked at so many of these things, like Joseph in prison. Even though he was going through that great trial in, the, in prison, he was still given. He was given of his gift. And that gift eventually now made a way for him to become the prime minister of Egypt. How awesome is this? Amen. Hallelujah. And secondly, they had abundant joy, even though they were afflicted. You know, sometimes when people say, when you say rejoice, 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 it looks like fantasy. What are these guys talking about? But look at this. Is, this is very clear here. The people of, um, you know, in this time, they gave joyfully. They gave their joy. And because of that, the church continued to grow. The church continued to move on. And we are reading about them now. <laughs> they are, are examples. Amen. 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 And they remind us that it can be done. Because remember in James, he says, count it all joy when you face diverse trials and temptations. Now, this is the time where we are, all those things that we see down in church is tested even the most. We thought we knew trials before, but we can see some of it now. And thirdly, you know, despite their economic status, the Bible says that they were in deep poverty, but their giving was liberal. <laughs> Isn't that, is that not amazing? In deep poverty, their giving was liberal. Now, sometimes when a pastor or somebody, man of God, like I'm doing right now, comes and begins to talk about this, you're like, oh, oh, you're just looking for the people's money. Can't you see what they are going through right now? Because I've seen believers, unfortunately, some people, they, in this time, they take clips of pastors who are addressing their brethren online during this pandemic. They cut out the other encouragement and everything. They say, oh, now that we're going through uh, the pandemic and everything, um, this, is my, this is the number to give. Give. They cut out everything else and they start writing nasty comments. Like all the pastor cares about is their tithes and their offerings. You know, so we know that this is just an onslaught on the, of the enemy, not just against the pastors, but against the people of God. To steal from them when they need God the most in this time. Amen? But we are not like that, are we? We understand it. And that's the reason why we are getting stronger and stronger in need. By looking again at what the scriptures say. So the Bible says that they were liberal in their giving. And so that we understand that liberality has nothing to do with what? Your income or your bank account. It has everything to do with the heart. Giving your best. Amen? Remember what Jesus said about the woman that gave her mites? Jesus commented a lot about things like that. Finally, fourthly, on number four thing that I want to bring out here. They went beyond their power and their ability in what they were given. Now, sometimes I'm like... They went beyond their power and their ability. That's faith. They were not looking at just what they had. They were looking at the ability of God. It's like whatever. It's not just about what I'm doing, what I, what I can see right now. But we're giving by faith, even as God is directing us to give. Amen? Not in competition. Not to prove anything. Right? No. But because we love God. Because we love God. Do you love God? Let me hear a shout. (laughs) Praise the Lord. 
And one of the things that we need to remember this Easter celebration is that God loves us. And we too, in living like God, we need to give. People are giving all over the places, all over the place in this season. Even companies are giving. Insurance companies are telling us that we are going to what? <laughs> they are going to give back a, a few percentage amount. Can you imagine when insurance company starts giving you back? <laughs> Something is going on, right? You know, but I want to say that even in a marriage relationship at this time, people are at home with their partners and all of that. Giving in a marriage relationship is 100 100. 100, 100. And that's how you know a heart of love. And that's how we know when the Bible says that Christ, God gave us everything. So we are reminded in this time that even as Christ gave us everything, God gave us everything, we too should give everything. Let's give our tithes, our offerings. Let's give to our husbands and our wives. Let's give to our children and our neighbors. Let's give that smile, that phone call, that encouragement through a text message. Let's give with our, t- our gifts and our talents. Let's give in our prayers. And I know that we are doing that, but this again is a reminder for us to know that we are doing this not just out of obligation, duty, but because we love. This is who we are. This is who we are. All right, let's rise up on our feet. You can rise up on your feet right at home. And Pastor and I are going to bless the offering this morning. We're just going to speak over it. We know as we do here that we bless the offerings. Because it's not just about the things going on around. It's not just about words. It's about the blessing. The Bible says that the blessing of the Lord, it makes rich and it adds no sorrow with it. As we bless the offering, you find that there's a, the, the PayPal, the information on the screen where you can give through Zelle or through PayPal, 301-741-1937 for the Zelle and PayPal Law Foundation. So 